0: Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John.
1: And we're on a mission.
0: To help you focus on Christ. So, well, Jack and I, you know, we've been talking about, you know, where to go, where to go next, because there's always, you know, these ideas that pop into our head, and we just thought we'd take a walk through the book of Mark. Yes. Does that sound like a good plan?
1: I thought it thought it was a good plan. I I think anytime you get into the word of God, it's a good thing. And Mark, because he uh, wrote, I think to the Roman mind, more to the Gentile mind. And uh, he also is the shortest of the gospels and he doesn't mince a whole lot of words. He just tells the stories. Right. And so it just be focusing on Christ by, uh, doing some life application of focusing on the stories and the life and the ministry of Jesus.
0: Yeah. You know, as, as a writer, um, Is some people wanna give you this backstory and lay it all out and give you a beautiful description and stuff. And then you got others, it's more like an action movie and it's like boom, here's the inciting incident and we're right into the story and that's the book of Mark. That's
1: Mark. That's (laughs) no (laughs) backstory. Yeah, there's
0: no there's no 10-foot-long yeah. genealogy, yeah. you know, it's just like right to it. So I'm just going to read a couple first verses, and then we'll just sure. jump into this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, uh, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight.
1: John the Baptist was content to be second. Yeah. You know, I don't know how popular that is in um, this culture. We're number one. We're number one. You know, you hear that being chanted everywhere and everybody's uh, always pushing their agenda. And uh, you talk hear talk about people um, um, making sure that they take care of self and all those kind of things. And, and John the Baptist was just the opposite of that. Uh, His whole life was focused on Jesus Christ. It was all about him preparing the way for the Messiah. It was about him getting out there uh, and baptizing and preaching repentance for the remission of sin and uh, preparing people for Jesus. And so uh, Mark kind of picks that up, tells you a little bit about John from the Old Testament. And then immediately here we see Jesus coming and it's uh, time for his baptism yeah. in the gospel. So uh, no baby in a manger, no shepherds on the hillside, no wise men traveling from afar, none of those kinds of things in John in Mark. It's just, uh, here, let's get started with the life and ministry right. of our Savior.
0: Right to it.
1: Right to it.
0: Right to it. So and one of the things, though, it always gets me is like, why the wilderness? I mean, what? Why did uh, John the Baptist, I mean, why isn't he preaching in Jerusalem?
1: Well, I I could give you an answer of what why Jesus stops teaching in the
0: well, yeah. cities and towns. Well, and I, I think I know why he did. Maybe John did for the I same reason. I think they reason.
1: stirred up such a commotion that they had probably gotten in a lot of trouble. If yeah. they were stirring up all this commotion in town all the time, would get attention from the Roman soldiers yeah. and from the Pharisees and you know they'd be in lots of trouble so they went out in the wilderness and people came to them yeah. and then they could stir up all the trouble they wanted to <laughs>
0: yeah well and the, and the trouble followed them because yeah the fa- Pharisees were yeah they were like right there watching all the time
1: Yeah, those dirty rats
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Jack, give, give us what you got here.
1: Well, I just I just thought it's interesting that um, as John is baptizing people, lo and behold, here comes Jesus Christ and uh, he's coming to be baptized. And I have a question for you, John. Okay. Why would Jesus need to be baptized? Right. What's the purpose of Jesus coming and being baptized?
0: Yeah, there's I think there's a lot of thought yeah. that people have about that. Um, I, I don't. Personally, I don't think it was the example that I was taught in Sunday school. You know, well, you need to be baptized because Jesus was baptized. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of that. But the Bible actually says he did it to fulfill all righteousness. And I think part of it was to initiate his priestly role. Because I mean, we've talked about this, Jesus is the one who atones for our sins, right? Yes. So what is, what is one of the things that the high priest did before the, the day of atonement?
1: Ceremoniously washed.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, not just ceremoniously washed, but, you know, he got into the, I forget what that thing's called, mitzvah or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he got down in the water, basically baptized himself mm-hmm. as a cleansing ritual right. um, to get ready You know, for the next thing. You know, the other piece of it is he's getting ready to be anointed publicly by God.
1: Right. Well, and I think uh, my perspective uh, is trying to get this down to, you know, your level, folks, as, as we share about this. How does that practically apply to us? We see Jesus identifying with humanity. Right. He identified with us in in his baptism. And uh, when you see the heavens open and you hear the voice of God, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And you see the gentleness of the spirit of God coming down and lighting upon him. uh, You see that God uh, uh, accepts Jesus, anoints Jesus and uh, gives him uh, attaboy son, you know, let's go get him," And, He was chosen, and that's the same thing for us. It it helps us to realize how wonderful it is uh, to also be chosen by God as we are adopted into the family of God and become the sons and daughters of God. That's what Jesus is coming to enable for us. So I think it helps us to identify with Christ, and I think that it uh, shows that we are chosen and we are accepted by God as well through him.
0: So. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right.
1: <laughs> well, it's just an aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of aspects to it. Sure. But uh, he submits to God, and, and it's great to be accepted by God. And so he's accepted by God, and he's there, and there's all this um, uh, noise and all of these people, and he immediately moves off into the wilderness into the loneliness of the wilderness and into the seclusion uh, of the wilderness, into solitude, into being by himself.
0: Can you imagine being one of the people there when, when this is happening? Right. You know, I, I, I just, I wish that I could like get into the mind of that person or those people and just see what in the world is going on. Um, you know, I, I know they're hearing John the Baptist speak and they've got to be accepting, believing or wanting to believe some of his words, but not knowing what it's going to mean, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. then and then here's Jesus and he stops what he's doing and says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And. And then God speaks. When was the last time we know from Scripture that God spoke Spoke And the people could hear before this,
1: before that.
0: Yeah. Before this. Oh, goodness. Moment. It had
1: been 400 years or so since he had said anything to Israel.
0: Well, he, since then, since anyone. anybody had written anything. Right. But when, when was the last time that they'd heard God's voice
1: on the mountain? I
0: With believe Moses? so. Yeah. I, I'm no scholar. I mean we're I'm a student of the Bible, right. so I'm confessing my ignorance here. But the, the time that I can remember is when yeah. when God spoke and his voice was so terrifying to the people that they asked yeah. Moses, can you just you go talk, talk to, to God? <laughs> we, <laughs> tell us what he said. <laughs> tell us what he said because we can't take that. Yeah. And and this picture is so different because yeah. it's not there's not a mountain, at least not that's mentioned, and there's not fire on the mountain, and there's not thunder. And the earth shaking, it's just Jesus getting baptized. And then the voice of God, and then the Spirit descending. But listen
1: to this. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open. I don't know what that that's, looked like. What do you think? That, I don't think that looks real. <laughs> no, that's pretty. Real uh, gentle. <laughs> impressive. And uh, heavens are torn open. Beautiful. And, and the terrifying. spirit descends on him like a dove, and a voice comes from heaven You are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And so that was like, if you were a person, they're going, Did you just, did we just See, hear?
0: I'm thinking it's good that you're wearing a robe <laughs> instead of pants. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along,
1: as we're uh, in, uh, <laughs> in the wilderness, um, you know, he's alone now, and uh, he resists the devil, and he's got to do this to overcome the power of the devil, this temptation uh, in his life, and he does that through the Word of God, and, and uh, he speaks the Word of God to the devil, and uh, the interesting thing is, is that the devil is acknowledging Jesus as the Son of God, as the Son comes down from heaven, people need to understand that. Mm -hmm. Not only did God acknowledge Jesus and anoint him there at his baptism, but now he goes into the wilderness and the devil comes to him, acknowledging who he is as well, because he's trying to tempt him to to stumble, to fall so that the plan of salvation can be totally destroyed. And that's his plan. So uh, he acknowledges Jesus as the Christ. And then it's interesting, folks, in Mark, We immediately see Jesus starting to heal, and the first person he heals is a demoniac, someone with a demonic spirit Mm -hmm. that he calls out. So he shows his authority then over the devil and power over the devil and over sickness and over sin and over everything, and he's very bold. He's very bold. Uh, The Pharisees almost immediately start to uh bump up against him and you know they want everything to go through their rituals you got to do it the way we do it and jesus was spontaneous he was not like that
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: he was coming to to set a new a new covenant right and it was this grace thing and grace is spontaneous you know, and I say that because the first one of the first miracles that we see in Mark is the the paralytic, the paralyzed man, right. who's brought by his friends to Jesus, and uh, he sees the biggest need of the paralytic. What was the biggest need of the paralytic?
0: Forgiveness of sin. His sin. I want to back up just yeah. just a second, Jack, because we're talking about Jesus going into the wilderness for forty days. Yeah. And he's tempted by the devil. It, it, there's a significance to that 40 days that I think it gets overlooked sometimes. And that is, he's 40 days fasting and, and praying. Does that remind you of anything from the Old Testament? No, on the ark. Well, Noah and the ark, yeah, There's 40 days thing. of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Mount Sinai. What happened on Mount Sinai? Mount
1: Sinai, the giving of the, um, the the law.
0: Right. And Moses was up there.
1: Right. For 40 days. For 40 days. days. 40 is a big number. 40
0: in days. Fat, fasting and spending time with God. Okay. Um, and in fact, that's what caused the people to stumble because they're like, Hey, we don't know if Moses is coming back. Aaron, can you, uh, like fashion a God for us? You, you know, they, right. they got distracted because he's in the wilderness for those 40 days. Right. But the, the piece that fits with that to me is that Moses was there to establish that covenant because God's giving him the fatherly instruction or that the, the right. Torah or the law. Okay. And now Jesus is fasting and praying for 40 days. He wants to be alone with God, too. Satan just gets in the way. Okay, but he's fasting and praying for 40 days because he's going to introduce the new covenant. Right. So both of those things set that up. Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: he's ushering in this kingdom. Yeah. And that's very important in Mark. The kingdom of God is coming, coming in. And uh, that's very important to us right. as well, because we right. become a part of his kingdom and it's an right. everlasting kingdom. And that's what he's initiating here.
0: Three things I want to say to this, yeah. and that is when, when, when God says, um, this is my son, OK, when the spirit descends on him. All right. First, he's establishing there. Okay, this is the the anointed king. All right, because that's how he introduced the king. He Mm -hmm. he called Solomon the same thing, um, a beloved son. Okay. Then he establishes authority over demons. He's saying I I'm the king. Yeah. And then when he forgives sins, it's not just because it's that guy's biggest need. It's because he is saying. I'm God.
1: I am God, and I have the power to. I'm it. God. I I've got sin. the
0: power to forgive sins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically, a new sheriff's in town.
0: New sheriff. <laughs> Watch out.
1: Watch oh. out. The new sheriff's in town. He um, uh, he boldly with authority uh, speaks to the Pharisees. It's interesting. Have you ever uh, known somebody was wrong, you know, and <laughs> you hesitate saying anything to them because they're your friend? And you feel like if you say something to them, I, they been, won't be your friend or they'll be mad. Or I've
0: been meaning to talk to you, Jim. Oh, well,
1: I was, <laughs> <laughs> or your wife, if you ever wanted to say something to your uh, wife. I go, know better.
0: Yeah,
1: I <laughs> see you there, so you don't do that. Um, <laughs> but Jesus doesn't hold back. No. It's like he knows what they're thinking and he, he confronts it. He brings I, it out. He he goes at him. He brings it out in the open. I right? think
0: I'm glad I don't know what people are thinking. Oh,
1: amen. You know, yeah, no, I don't. No,
0: no. I, Jesus can handle that. I'm not sure I could. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm okay not knowing. But yeah, well, uh, and Jesus
1: takes big risks. Oh yeah. You know, it's really interesting that Jesus takes big risks. He um he 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 already Mark shows in the very first chapter of his his uh, gospel. Jesus beginning to choose disciples. Right. So all of this is happening in the first chapter of Mark, the choosing of disciples and the healings begin. And uh, it's interesting that in the healings of the evil spirits or the unclean spirits, all of those spirits acknowledge Jesus as the son of God. So the evil spirits are acknowledging him. Uh, Jesus doesn't want them to, first of all, because they aren't confessing him as Lord in saying that. What they're doing is they're trying to reveal who he is so that the Pharisees and people won't accept that and will try to to kill him, which is exactly what they're trying to do. And uh, so it's pretty interesting as he begins his ministry. It's a ministry of healing, which brings a lot of people. And we have a lot of people. You have a lot of clamor and uh, you have a lot of stuff going on, right
0: right and when
1: you've got demons being called out and they're screaming when they come out and you you know you've got all of this stuff happening uh it's kind of um uh, kind of uh, tiresome you know Jesus would grow very weary from all of the hours that he would spend doing all these things. But uh, John, one of the things that I think is interesting and that I saw as I was kind of looking once again at Mark and uh, kind of studying it again is the last story in the first chapter of Mark is the story of the cleansing of the leper. And I think that this is a uh, instrumental story. I I told Mike uh, what I had seen and. Did you steal it, Mike, and use it already? Oh, he hasn't used it yet, so...
0: I want want to pause for one second. Okay, go back. This is... The word leper here, it's kind of like an old English translation, okay? Because in in the Greek language, this word just means skin disease, Mm -hmm. okay? So I would have been a leper, okay,
1: because you have uh, because I have psoriasis, mm-hmm.
0: so uh, it's not like all these people are walking around with leprosy. You know, I remember when I was in Sunday school, they're like, "Oh, there were so many more lepers back then." Well, I mean, yeah, leprosy is a real thing and it's a bad disease. But this applied to anyone with a skin disease,
1: right? You oh, know, okay. so if somebody,
0: know. yeah, so if somebody had lupus, if somebody had um, dermatomyositis, psoriasis, seborrheic dermatitis acne right okay because it just it literally just means skin disease so and the reason i'm telling you this is because sometimes people are like well i can't relate to a leper you know i don't have leprosy i don't know anybody with leprosy now this is a lot broader mm-hmm. than leprosy mm-hmm. and it would have affected a lot of people the other thing is in part um, it was not just the the unclean nature in terms of uh not moral purity but just cl- cleanliness that was required to be able to enter the holy place or the temple right. courts uh, it, it, so it wasn't anything about morality you know but it was a stigma okay and it applied to a lot right. of people
1: You're right I think that that's and I think yeah. it's good that you bring that up because the leper I think represents that person that is an outcast to society, because not only is he physically outcast, but he is socially cast out. And so when Jesus heals the leper, that's almost like saying, well, if he can cleanse this leper, everybody has hope. Oh yeah. Everybody has hope now. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing that that I saw was uh, he tells the leper when he heals him, by the way, with the compassion of Jesus, he touched the leper in cleansing him. Yeah. You just speak it, he, yeah. he touched him. So uh, to touch a leper, you know, would have been the height of compassion. Maybe that's what Jesus was doing. Maybe he was healing an emotional need within the leper to be touched by someone clean. But nevertheless, he tells him not to tell anybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, my question to anyone out there is if you've just been cleaned, uh, cleansed of, what would have been a death sentence disease? Uh, would you not tell anyone? Could you keep it quiet? He couldn't, and I think Jesus knew he couldn't.
0: The, the other piece of that, Jack, yeah. is you know when you got a skin disease, um, you don't have to tell anyone when, <laughs> when it's better. They you see know, it, hey, huh? if you're you're a teenager and your face is all plastered with zits, and they're gone. You don't have to tell anyone, you know, or if, if I got psoriasis on my elbows, all I got to do is wear a short sleeve shirt. I don't have to tell anyone. People who know the leper, people who know the guy that had that rash, they all know. Even if he doesn't say a word, mm. you know, and, and that's part of it is it, when, when Jesus changes you. Sometimes you don't have to say a thing to make it obvious.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. The other thing here, and I'm constantly reminded about Jesus being our high priest, because see, the high priest touched a leper. Oh, he was unclean. He's unclean unclean for, what, a week, right? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus, our high priest, didn't come to cleanse himself. He came to cleanse us and to make us clean. And he says, I will be clean when he touches the guy. He says, be clean. And uh, so I, I just absolutely love that. I, it's fantastic.
1: So he's t- he's warned in the first chapter, 40, 45th verse, it says, but he went out and began to talk <laughs> freely about it and to spread the news. And uh, then the last sentence in, in the chapter is, so that Jesus could no longer... Openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places. Uh, John, he took the leper's place.
0: Isn't that something? Isn't
1: that something? Now the leper can go to town, and now Jesus is in the desolate place, which makes me think he came to take our place. He takes our sin, and he became sin for us. He cleanses the leper. He takes his place. Now he is an outcast socially.
0: I love that.
1: So it's an interesting uh, beginning to this little book, 16 chapters, smaller than all the other Gospels. Very concise book, very to the point, just from story to story. But so much depth, I think, in all of these stories, uh, when you put them all together and see the movement of how, how Jesus just adds to his authority, adds to his compassion, adds to his power. Uh, it's just an amazing, amazing thing to me. Um, you know, Jesus has power and uh, Jesus has uh, a will. Will he use his power? And I think that perhaps the leper didn't doubt that Jesus had the power to cleanse him. Maybe he was wondering, does he want to cleanse me? Will he cleanse me? And I think for a lot of people, sometimes they may believe that Jesus has the power to heal them, but maybe they don't go to him in prayer because they just don't know if he wants to Hmm. or if he will. And uh, I think that we need to see that our Savior is a Savior of compassion and love and power. And he wants to make us whole. He wants to, as he did for the paralytic, cleanse our sin and bring us in to fellowship with the Father.
0: Amen. Jack, I think that's a great start to the book of Mark. Yeah, Mark. I do. So, hey, we hope that you guys uh, appreciate that story. Um, We love you. Just thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.